Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. A quick reminder, if you're listening to this right now, rate and review the show five stars on Apple's podcast app. If you want to watch the show, go to YouTube, search my name, Felix Levine, subscribe to my channel. There will be full episodes always there, smaller clips and highlights from those episodes, at Felix.Levine on Instagram. Go follow me there. I post small clips every time I drop an episode, so you want to stay up to date on what is dropping, go to my Instagram, at Felix.Levine. DM me if you have any questions, comments, concerns, all that good stuff. Um, I have my DMs open, so go check that out. And my guest today... He is the CEO and founder of his own company, Stay Cool. Please welcome Amin Ajmi. And we're live. I mean, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time today. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you and uh, and have you on my show. Likewise, man. I appreciate it. Uh, obviously, we had some stumbling blocks to get here, but now we're here. Hey, that's all that matters. So, real quick, I told you a few seconds ago. Is there a little tidbit, little something that the world might not know about you from uh, what's already out there on the on the internet? Um, maybe perhaps the you know I don't really do so many interviews, not for a specific reason. I just don't really do so many interviews. So perhaps maybe my personality specifically, you know, like as the founder of the brand. So, you know, if people get more insight into who I am and how I, how I am, I guess in general, perhaps they'll have more of an understanding of, you know, how the brand came to be and what the inspiration is. So like some people might see, you know, just a brand and we're selling product and everything of that nature, but they don't get to see so much of me. So I guess that's kind of what it is perhaps like me explaining the story and things like that. So I don't know if that necessarily answers your question, but maybe just for people in general to get a better understanding of who's behind Stakeful. Well, that's what, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you is I think that, uh, first of all, the brand obviously is, is really cool, uh, in terms of, uh, the look, the the whole attire, um, a lot of the people that, that are repping uh, the gear, I mean, it's been pretty incredible to see. Um, we both have that BU tie, but also, you know, when I looked you up and, and kind of did a little bit more of a, of a deep dive, um, as you said, there's there's a few interviews out there. Um, I listened to those, but I wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and, and kind of what makes you tick. I guess I'll start it from a, uh, from a place of did you ever imagine maybe 10, 15 years ago, I mean, you're obviously still young, uh, that today you'd be sitting as the founder of a, uh, of a, of a very successful and up and coming and continuing to do very well, uh, you know, clothing brand? Yeah, I didn't really think, I didn't really think I'd be in this position. Um, I didn't really know what I was, I, I didn't have a plan, I guess, when I graduated high school of what I wanted to do. Um, pretty much I went into college with, you know, to, to be you without having an idea of, of where I wanted to go. So I wouldn't have thought I'd be in the current position that I'm in, but I guess naturally life kind of took me in this type of direction, but I didn't have a plan to start a brand when I was very young. It kind of happened while I was in college actually. So um, I guess it's pretty much a surprise to me, but uh, I tend not to look so backwards. You know, I usually look forward. So I don't even think about it so much like where I was 10, 15 years ago. 
but if you ask me about it then i'll tell you like i yeah i didn't think about like being where i'm at right now have you had a, a second yet to kind of take it all in um over these you know past couple years and kind of soak it in that you know even if it's not where you want to be in its finality um that what you've done already is is quite hard and, and quite successful yeah, I, I take it in usually when other people tell me, like when people make statements like you just made, it kind of allows me to kind of resonate and, and think about where I came from and stuff like that. So, or when a big moment happens, you know, I, I check a goal off my list or things like that, that kind of keep me in check. I think it's important because uh, it, it, it's good to, to remind yourself where you came from. But it's something I struggle with uh, a lot is, you know, I guess taking it all in and appreciating, you know, where you came from. As I said, I usually don't look backwards so much. I kind of just tend to look forward, but maybe it's not such a good thing. I probably should every once in a while take, take a moment and just, um, you know, take, take a step back, take a moment and just appreciate where I came from. Um, and you know, the fact that it was, it was obviously a, a ton of hard work to get to where I am. So, um, I'm going to do it more often. And every time, as I said, a goal happens is, is kind of, I, I, I remind myself, you know, um, of what it took to get where, to where I am. So speaking of where you came from, uh, just for the people out there that aren't familiar with your story, uh, you know, give us a little background on where you're from and, uh, and I guess your, your quick upbringing, if you don't mind. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, that's where I'm recording right now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Dope. Yeah. I'm from Brooklyn, uh, kind of like 15 minutes from like Coney Island area. Where, where at? I grew up in, all right. Born and raised in Park Slope. Okay, so great, like the kind of Gravesend area, Flatbush area. Okay. I don't know if you know, yep. like Parkway around there. Um, so that's that's where I grew up. I went to a, a, a private uh, Jewish yeshiva school. Interesting. Um, so I guess I wasn't so, you know, I didn't, in a way, like you, when you go to a school like, like, like that, it's more community-based. You're just so familiar with your surroundings, your friends, you're not as open to like the whole world, so to say, kind of vibe. It's very like tight knit. So, you know, when I graduated high school, I didn't have any direction I wanted to go into. My dad has a wholesale uh, uh, apparel company. So I have like the apparel background a little bit uh, just from seeing what my father did. Um, but you know, I went to BMCC for one year. So, uh, borough of Manhattan community college for one year. Cause I didn't really do so well in high school. Uh, so I had to go to community college first and then I eventually transferred into BU. Um, so luckily I got into BU It opened my, like my mind up. I met a bunch of friends. I joined a fraternity, just a bunch of different vibes coming my way, uh, which I think allowed me subliminally to be more creative and keep my mind open. And then when I was at college, I started Stay Cool. So that's like a very brief uh, background type of thing. Now, real quick, I'm very curious about um, the yeshiva. So you went there from K through 12? Uh, yeah. Wow. And which which one or where where about in Brooklyn? Magan David. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a Sephardic uh, yeshiva in Brooklyn. And what was that experience like? Because I've always, I mean, since I was two years old, I, you know, I drive by all those with, with my dad and I always wondered what the, you know, those private um, religious schools, whether they be Catholic, Jewish, whatever they are, uh, what it's really like to, to go from, you know, K through 12. Um, and if that's like a particular experience, cause I imagine I went to, I went to Beacon, you might be familiar with um, in the city uh, public school, but, uh, but I don't know, you know, if, if that was a particular experience that, uh, that you are open to sharing. 
Yeah, that was cool. It, it, you know, it's uh, it's nothing. Uh, so it's not like a big story or anything. It was just cool. I had my friends, you know, guys and girls. It was a vibe. It was fun. Um, pretty, pretty. I would say standard. I never went to to public school, of course. So I don't know the the other side of it, but I assume it's pretty similar uh, for the most part. I would say. And so, speaking of, I mean, you, you kind of said it very briefly. Did you feel like uh, where when you graduated and then you went to BMCC and then BU, did, do you really feel like that kind of opened your horizons of more of like what's out there in the world farther than just, you know, Brooklyn, your community, um, New York in general? I would say so. You know, I, I hear that even from a lot of friends in general who went to any high school or just, you know, when you're when you're growing up, you're in your own bubble for the most part. Not everyone in the world. I, I could speak for myself and a lot of people I know, but. You're in your high school lifestyle, you're surrounded by your friends, you're playing basketball, you're just doing, you know, kind of uh, teenager type stuff. So for me specifically, yes, it did open my mind up to, you know, go to college, meet friends from around the world. You know, they're interested in that type of music. I have this friend who likes this type of fashion. I have this friend who's interested in this and this friend who's interested in that. So naturally, when you're being surrounded by so many different types of people, or from different types of walks of life, I think naturally you absorb all that, which leads you to um, maybe get more ideas or do other things. So I think that's where perhaps, yeah, my mind opened up a little bit by, you know, even just walking in on the first day and, you know, you're dorming at BU, for example, I, I was at West Campus, if you're familiar. So just going there my first day, you know, everyone's doors were open. Um, and you're just walking into people's rooms and meeting people. So I never did that. You're, you're never in that scenario. I was actually thinking about it today that just being put in those new and uncomfortable type scenarios helps you grow as a person and perhaps even in, to be an entrepreneur. What is the, the most uncomfortable you know, situation perhaps you, you felt um, not uncomfortable, like uncomfortable, uncomfortable, but in just in terms of uh, newness? uh as a, as a ceo and founder um you know and taking on that leadership role that is something that you had to to adjust to quite quickly yeah i guess uh maybe more like more recently um when you know you're trying to be a leader and 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 build your building your team and basically i guess kind of staying in a in a positive mindset and, and being conscious that you have other people with you every day that you have to uh you know, shed a positive light on. You can't walk in and be all grumpy and mad, or even if something happened all, you know, bad, other than work, you can't really bring that into the workplace, essentially. And you have to always be on your A game to try to uh, lead people in the right in the right way. So I think for me, that's something that I'm, that's not uncomfortable, but, you know, it's something that I'm conscious of and something that I'm, I've been learning um, how, to, how to do even better. It's just, you know, staying focused and, 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 consistent with your with your employees how did you uh how did you learn that that lesson if you don't mind sharing i mean it doesn't have to be a specific anecdote but and nothing really happened negative nothing like i didn't wake up one day and i got mad at people it was just I, just something that i'm conscious of you know just you know right when you walk into the office you have to you have to put everything aside um obviously you know you're a human being after all but you have to put everything aside and kind of um be a leader at the end of the day, because it's not everyone could lead and, and delegate. And I think that it's a specific skill that, that it takes time to develop because from going and working on something 
in your dorm room at, at, at BU to now having to tell people what to do, it's kind of like a different thing that you need to get used to. Um, yeah. When did you, so when did you, for the people that aren't familiar, when did you found uh, Stay Cool and what year at BU? So I think it was 2015. So essentially just to give you like a little rundown of how it started, uh, I was always interested in clothing a little bit. Um, I always, uh, I liked going to the stores in Manhattan, the streetwear stores, and whatever, whatever it was. And, and, um, I basically told myself, you know what, as opposed to going into every retail store and shopping online and looking for specific pieces that I like and specific designs that I like, why don't I just make something of my own? So essentially I went on like customink.com, like one of those design websites and just made a t-shirt for myself. Um, and I wore it myself and I said, you know what, let me, let me, let me do this again. So I texted 12 of my friends at the time and I said, do you want to buy this t-shirt that I made? I took a picture of it on my bed and very simply, you know, texted them. Do you want to buy it? They bought it. You still have that t-shirt? I don't have it anymore. Or maybe I do. What was the design? That was, it was that good? What was the design? Retro on it. And okay. on the back, it said, stay cool people on it. So that's kind of where it came about. I was trying to think of two words that fit together that have like a, a, a saying of some sort. For some reason, I was gravitating to, towards more of a, like a saying. So I was trying a bunch of different things. Like one of them said, dope living or stay dope or whatever. I was trying to figure it out. So my friends bought it and then more people from my hometown were kind of, you know, fa- finding out about the brand. And I made another shirt that said vibe on it. And I just, I just kept going with, with that. So that's kind of how it initially started um, from, from, from the start. So I think that was 2015. And then, so that's your sophomore year? Yeah, it was my sophomore year at college. So you're uh, about 19 years old? Yeah, something like that. And 18. then... At what point did you feel like, okay, let me, you know, this is more than just, you know, a 12 person group message of, uh, hey, you want this shirt? Let's, this is something yeah, no, legit. While at, yeah, while I was at college, I just kept going with it, trying to drop t shirts and building an Instagram and doing things a little bit more um, casually. But, you know, I was all, I was really grinding on the brand while I was at school. You know, like I really, um, after school, after class, I, you know, worked on the brand, made designs. I used to work with manufacturers in Boston. Like I really was grinding on it while I was there to be able to work on it full time when I graduated. That was my goal. I didn't want to work for someone else. So I said, I have to work on this hard enough to a point where it's going to be a thing of some sort when I graduate. So that was my goal leading up to it. I always used to ask myself, am I going to do this full time? Could I do it? Is it going to be successful enough? So I kind of put that pressure on myself while I was at school uh, which it seems like you're doing this, the same type of thing, which I think is is smart. Uh, so I put myself in position to be able to hopefully be successful when I when I graduated. Um, so that's kind of when it kind of, but it never really wasn't like while I was at college, I blew up and the, the brand got a bunch of followers. And I'm like, you know, let me do it. So everything progressed very naturally, which I'm happy about. Like if the brand blew up when I was in college, I wouldn't know what to do with it because I'm taking classes, uh, you know, so I'm happy the way everything progressed. I believe you said in, a, in another interview that um, in terms of like the success of Stay Cool, I think you said, I thought it was going to happen quicker, but it's beautiful that it didn't. It all came naturally. Um, yeah. And I thought that that was a really cool quote because I, I, I wrote that down um, in, in that you, you know, and we'll get into to more of that down the line, but uh, 
that it, it was a grind, you know, it was, it was hard. It was, uh, it's not easy. Um, yeah. but I do think that there's, a. I guess a maturity to to understanding that process and um, and seeing beauty in that process. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I, I was never the one to see success overnight. You know, I never. Yeah, I wanted it in the beginning. I wanted success overnight, but I don't think it really happens like that for most people. Some people, you know, it does actually, but I, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. You know, everything I'm learning till this day is is coming very naturally and organically. And the followers and, and, and the sales and whatever's happening is just coming organically and naturally. And I'm not forcing anything. I didn't rush into any decisions. I didn't make any rash decisions. I kind of was very methodical with how I operated the business. And I think that's the best way to go about doing things. But if you're really passionate about it, you're, you're going to stick with it, you know, and that, that's what it was for me. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 it's beautiful that, that it happened the way it happened. And it's con- consistently happening like that as well i'm curious you said uh that when you were thinking in college about you know setting yourself up when you graduate you didn't want to work for someone um what is that i mean i i'm I'm curious did you do you think that you're just not capable of working for people or is it more like you wanted to be your own boss yeah i tried to be an intern i I, you know well i was an intern because i had to do certain requirements for high school and i interned by my father which was which was a good experience and i interned somewhere else so I don't know. It just didn't click for me, honestly, to to be in a like not be my own boss. I guess I always just had that desire. Uh, maybe it's the way I was brought up, seeing my father, you know, be be his own boss, or perhaps just my surroundings, or I just or it's a personality trait. Perhaps I just like being in control of my own destiny, uh, per se. So that's just I guess who I am as a person. Um, you know, I just want to be in control, and I and I. And I just, yeah, want to be successful. Were you, uh, were, did you always have this as a, as a kid where you wanted to be successful or, or would you even say you were, were disciplined as a kid? Cause you know, when you're in college and you're going from class to shipping out your things and, uh, designing and all that manufacturing, I mean, there, there takes a, a quite disciplinary, uh, yeah. personality trait. When I was in high school, I really had not, I didn't have good grades. I was, I was, you know, I didn't really do so well in class. I was, I got, you know, I was like the, I would say like the, like the, the school wanted to make it like not an example out of me, but I, you know, <laughs> I didn't listen too much, which was, you know, maybe not great, but perhaps that answers your question. You know, the fact that I, you know, wanted to do my own thing and, you know, maybe that's, that's what led me to, to have that drive of you know what i mean it's kind of like the same type of personality type of vibe like not going against the rules but just doing my own thing um which i don't recommend you know not paying attention in class i don't recommend that but i guess that's just what happened with me um but maybe also it was kind of like uh, i wanted to just prove to myself that i could be successful in something you know and and and, and i just had that desire to 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 want to succeed and do something of, on my own um yeah were your parents supportive of it uh, as you started started yeah. the whole brand? Yeah, very supportive. Um, you know, uh, yeah, full support throughout A to Z, which is which, which is really amazing. My friends supported me. Um, I think in the beginning, some people back in my hometown were trying to. They didn't really understand what I was trying to do, you know, because like five six years ago, running a clothing brand wasn't as like prominent as it is now. So. I think, you know, I was getting some, not haters, but people saying, oh, what are you doing? What are you trying to do? This, I think that also 
you know, fueled my fire a little bit to want to be successful even more so. Um, so yeah, but from a support level, thankfully I, I had full support from my parents and friends. So were there, I mean, I want to, you know, pick your brain at some of those moments that along the way, um, you know, cause I have a bunch of like startup CEOs or people that, you know, that end up very successful, but they always have those moments where they're just like, holy fuck, there's no chance this is working. Um, I'm sure that there were a few similar moments that you that you might have thought at some point, man, I don't know if this is this is gonna this is gonna work. Honestly, man, I had a I had a thought like that this year, you know, <laughs> but or not, I had a thought like that this year. So I think that, uh, you know, obviously, in the beginning, in, in a way, in the beginning, you don't really have those thoughts as much like uh, me, I didn't have those thoughts as much maybe because I, because like you're just thinking it's all on the up, like a, you're just so low. So how much lower could it get? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not low, but like you're just, you're just starting. So it's but like, what was that low? What does that low look like for, or what did that low look like for you? Um, when? Like, like let's say back then, back when you first started. Not knowing how to do anything. Like when I graduated college and decided to work on state cool full time, I didn't know how to run a company. I didn't know how to really work on it. I was working on it from my apartment or dorm room. So it's basically taking it from being a hobby to a real thing was, was a very difficult transition for me. So all of those different things hitting you at once, you know, I, I walked into to, to my father's office. He gave me like a little room after graduating and I was like, all right, this is the real thing now. What, what, where are you going? Where, where, What's first? What's, you know, how, what's your day to day like? What's your schedule? What are you doing every day? Are you even going in every day? You know, you can technically hang out with friends all day. So it's like, I guess I don't think about it too much, but now that we're chatting about it, that's kind of where it's at. But that was maybe hard of, of figuring out how to take it from being a hobby at school to a reality. It's very difficult, you know, it was difficult for me to make that transition. And I'm still learning as, as I go. And I mean, if you're comfortable sharing, even like the the most recent time where you had the doubt, like what are some of those like why why did something like that arise? Yeah, I guess just like you know, if you have a bad month or you have a, I'm also I I overthink things a little bit. So if you have a bad month or something didn't sell as well, you know, I think oh, do people not care anymore? Or you know, did why are they not liking this stuff? So it's kind of like pivoting and learning. But that in itself, even earlier earlier this year. It was a learning experience. We made some decisions that we had to, cha- you know, we had to change some things. We had to pivot a little bit in certain, certain areas. So I think that, not to say that that moment or feeling is going to happen a lot, but at the end, end of the day in business, there's ups and downs and you have to just ride the wave and uh, stay focused and, and make decisions uh, on the fly, so to say. Have you felt yourself maturing through this process? For sure. No, definitely hundred percent you know I think I definitely matured this process whether that's in a business sense whether that's in a personal sense um, as I said even delegating and being being a, a you know having a team you know that 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 in itself I think is a maturing process learning how to delegate and you know how to how to communicate the right way whether it's someone who's older than you or younger than you just yeah I, I think 100% I matured and if you're learning you're maturing so I'm learning new things every single day so I would say 1,000% uh, I, I matured throughout the process of, of running Stay Cool. Is there one, um, maybe a personality trait that you've developed on a personal level that's stemmed from 
you know, this running a, a company? Yeah, I would say perhaps like maybe like consistency, uh, like transparency, like being just very upfront and uh, being clear. Like I guess more maybe like in a communication sense and a and a. Yeah, perhaps in like in a communication sense. Would you ask me again? Just if to, uh, if if you've if you feel like you've uh, developed like a a new side of your personality or personality trait just based on the experiences that you've had. Yeah, this is like a hardworking, consistency type of vibe. I don't know if that even makes sense. I don't think about it too much, but uh, perhaps just like really wanting to be successful, grinding, um, growing. I'm just trying to grow in every way pretty much not only business wise mentally physically spiritually you know i'm just trying to elevate in all senses that's where i'm at right now spirit for your own self for spiritually and and all else i mean um are you able to take some time and, and do that for sure every are you, every, are you a meditator uh, i'm not really a meditator per se <laughs> but i meditate in my own way you know i i, I whatever that may be but I, I i i try to take time for myself to to just grow in every single in every single way, you know. What are what are some of the best ways that you uh, you relax when you're not working? Um, good question. I guess I, I you know I, I try to take time and I guess reflect on my day and you know um, I guess connect with what I'm doing and, and you know kind of have a have a. Uh, an understanding of where I'm going as well, just kind of relaxing. And, you know, I, I like going for bike rides. I like reading books sometimes, um, obviously hanging out with friends and whatnot, but I, I do like taking time for myself and really just sometimes being alone and just thinking about where I'm at and uh, I guess where I'm going and, and think about my goals and, and things of that nature. So that's kind of the type of person I am. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meats. At uswellnessmeats.com, you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves and now they've introduced a subscription food delivery service and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest-to-goodness food without the junk. U.S. Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. Where do you, so this, this word grow um, or growth, I mean, obviously it's important on, on a business level, personal as well. Um, for you, how do you continue to scale the business? Yeah, good question. Um, there's many different ways to, to, to scale, I guess, you know. Uh, in, in my perspective right now, we're trying to do many different things like collaborations, um, getting into wholesale, meaning working with more stores, um, working with more influencers. So th there's many different ways that you can achieve growth, I guess, from like a sales perspective. So we're just trying to t tap into every single 
way to diversify ourselves and not be kind of one dimensional. You know, we, we started at first only selling online and maybe, you know, not working with as many influencers. So we're just trying to basically diversify the way we do business and operate, which I think will lead to growth for you. So speaking of some of those collaborations, um, I believe that, and you've done a bunch at this point, but I believe that some, uh, there was one with Lil Dicky, if I'm not mistaken. Is that? Yeah, we did one with Lil Dicky. We, we did a few. Honestly, uh, there's going to be more collaborations. That's a big goal of mine in the next coming years. We're tapping in. We, I, I had a few phone calls early, earlier this month <coughs> that I'm excited about. We have something coming in September, which is dope. But um, yeah, Lil Dicky was a great collaboration. You know, we, we made merch with him. Um, I was always a big fan of his. He's been repping Stay Cool for a while, maybe like five, six years now. So um, always wanted to work with him. He actually wore Stay Cool on his TV show, Dave, wow. uh, that season, if you're familiar with the show. So I, I reached out to him right after he wore it in one of his promos. And he never answered me for like many years. So he finally <laughs> answered me. I think I commented, yo, let's make him hurt or something. So he finally answered me. And then we got connected and uh, we worked on 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 like six to eight pieces, I think the collection was. So that was really, really like a full circle moment for us. Um, and yeah, I think he just loves the brand and the vibe. I think I, I first saw your stuff when, um, I think when I saw Jason Tatum rocking it and uh, and Pete Davidson. I mean, for you, it's gotta be pretty cool to, to see, especially if you're like just watching Dave or you just catch it on a promo where it just kind of like catches your eye and you're like, wait, hold up. Like, I know, I know what he's wearing. Yeah, no, it's dope. It's really like a, it always that those types of moments also allow me to like reflect and have, you know it's funny because you see it as a like you see for example i saw i got a photo of pete davidson wearing my hoodie last week in in, in manhattan and to me i'm just getting the photo right so i just see it, i see the photo like an asset like all right i'm gonna show everyone that pete's wearing my hoodie it's dope but i would love to like run into him wearing my hoodie <laughs> different vibe like i see the photo or even like chilling with jason tatum in the same room while he's wearing my stuff you know i, I want those moments obviously i'm not i'm not you know selfish i appreciate the other moments too but like i want to be with Lil dicky while he's wearing my stuff i want to i want to see it in person because it's it's in reality but i'm just getting a photo so it, it hits of course but it, it's it's gonna hit harder when i see these people in I have a question from a business perspective. Um, do you find that uh, you guys have more success when an influencer reps um, reps your merch, or when you or when you have a uh, or when you have a little collaboration? It's a good question. I think both kind of help. You know, both help. Uh, it really depends. You know, when an influencer wears your product, it's 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 really like a stamp of approval. Um, obviously the collaboration is kind of the next level of that because right. not only did you get the stamp of approval of them wearing it, you're working with them. So it's kind of like the next level of that, uh, business relationship. But I think both go hand in hand, both could really help you grow. And it's just a good look overall. Like for example, Haley Bieber was wearing our polar fleece. So to be able to show that in our brand deck and show people that we had that stamp of approval of someone who people look to for fashion for a fashion sense, it's just a good look on my end. And it makes me happy as, as, as the business owner to know that, you know, they could wear whatever they want. They're getting free clothes. People are paying them to wear things and they choose to wear, to wear, uh, stay cool. 
So that makes me happy as well. So all in all, it, 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 it does contribute to, to growth and success when you have these big names uh, wear the product. Do you measure your personal success um, using the, the metric of um, Stay Cool's success? Great question. Honestly, I was struggling with that for a bit, like con- being so connected to the brand. For example, if, if Stay Cool had a bad day, it makes me unhappy. Or if Stay Cool had a good day, it makes me happy, you know? being so connected to the brand, I kind of disconnected this past year, not, not in a bad way, I just disconnected and kind of uh, stepped aside a little bit and, and basically um, didn't make myself so attached to the company. And, and you want to, at the end of the day, create your own legacy as a person, as opposed to just saying, oh, I'm just, I just do stay cool. So something I, I, I struggled with a little bit is kind of being so tied to, to the brand and allowing it to like consume me and be who I am. But at the end of the day, after everyone's, everything's all said and done, you know, it's, 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 it's a company that I'm running while I'm here on this earth. You know, it's, it's dope. I love it, but uh, I can't let it become who I am as a person A to Z, if that makes sense. I try to separate myself and, and have bigger goals than, than just you know being successful and ha- hitting my revenue markers. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean for sure, but I think it also does show um, in a lot of ways how much you care, you know, and how much you're invested in. I guess in in a weird sense, this is like your little baby. You know what I mean? That you've grown since for five six years. It is. It, see, on the flip side of what I was just saying, it is a part of me as well. You know, it's uh, it is like my baby, as you said. My goal is to do it forever. I don't want to really do anything else to, at least that's just in my head right now. Um, so I do see myself working on stay cool for as long as I, I'm here. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is. Like I, I, I sometimes battle through the emotions, like, wait, you're on this earth. Right. And then when, when, when it's, when it's all over, I guess, you know, you, you think to yourself, wait, you're working so hard. And then really, is that what, what life's all about? So, right. But sometimes you can't go too far in that way. Cause that can make you not want to grind and you can't go too far the other way of grinding too hard. So you have to be in the middle. I think we're, I think we're both big Brooklyn overthinkers is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, true. Everything I'm saying is true. I know. You know? it's people, people might not, you know, it's just being conscious, you know, you're going to grind 24 seven at the end of the day, you're going to be unhappy. You're going to be overworked, overtired. Is that really what it's all about? No. So you have to have the balance in a way, but I'm happy where I'm at right now. I do think that, but I do also believe that, um, many successful people are successful because they just never had, or they didn't have balance at least when they were coming up. Um, and they just, you know, were fully into, to their idea. But I do agree that for your mental health and your mental well being. Um, you know, and I think it's, I think it's also a sign of maturity for you is like in the beginning, you tied your happiness to sales or revenue or whatever it might be. And now it's more, um, it's not like that. So yeah, in the beginning I did have no balance. I was just grinding like crazy, you know, you have to, you have to. So not, I'm not at a point now, like technically I, I, I'm I'm still grinding 24 seven. I show up in the office, I'm working on the brand. The brand doesn't leave my mind all, all day. But it's kind of like I treat it a little bit differently now. It's not all about stay cool. My whole life's not about stay cool 24-7 in a, in a sense where it's like it allows me to be happy and unhappy. So I, I guess I disconnected in that sense. But, of course, I'm, it's on my mind all day, every day, and I, and 
I just want to see it succeed. But yeah, when I was coming up, it's like that different level. You know what I mean? And now we're just going to take another quick break because I am super excited to announce that I have once again partnered up with Eat Clean Bro. As many of you longtime listeners know, I've been a fan of and worked with Eat Clean Bro in the past, and they are, in my opinion, the best freshly prepped meal company out there today. If you are someone like myself who perhaps isn't the best cook or has long work days and no desire to put together a meal but wants to keep a healthy and balanced diet, Eat Clean Bro is absolutely the company for you. They have delicious meals that are also incredibly healthy that include freshly prepped salmon and asparagus, shrimp, spinach, chicken, and a whole lot more. I personally like to top off my meals with their chocolate and peanut butter protein balls that are my absolute favorites. If you want to go to eatcleanbro.com today and use my promo code WTG, you'll receive 10% off of every single order. I'm not kidding when I say I really love this company and use them weekly myself. They help me maintain a steady diet and reduce the stresses and labor of putting together a good tasting healthy meal. Go check out eatcleanbro.com today. Now let's get back into it. Was there one goal when you first um, started the company to, you know, that you had in mind of what it would become? A vague goal. Yeah. Um, not really one goal. I just wanted I wanted to be successful, you know, in general. I want to be able to do it. I wanted to be able to do it full time and be able to just, you know, have it be successful. But never like, oh, I really want to collab with X person or Y person. That'll make my whole experience would stay cool all the worth it i don't i don't have I, I don't have one final goal like that i have many many goals like so many so it's just like i, if I had one I'm, I'm i'm cutting myself short right there you know i have so many goals it's endless if i told you so some of those goals if i told you where stay cool is at in perhaps five or ten years um what are some of those goals within those next five years or a decade for sure um yeah, good question. Um, many, whether it's collaborating with specific brands that I that I'd like to collaborate with, or obviously hitting revenue markers and hitting sales that I want to hit, or getting in this many stores, or you know, growing my team. Um, specifically, like specific goals of where I want to take the brand, like big picture goals, is really expanding stay cool into different sectors of business that that's my those are like my bigger goals i i studied hospitality at bu i went to the school of hospitality so while i was there i didn't know this but now that i graduated i kind of have a goal to expand stay cool into the hospitality sphere specifically so for example whether that's putting my stay cool mark and aesthetic and, and vibe into physical experiences, whether it's like a stay cool diner or a stay cool motel or basically or a stay cool cafe or coffee shop, whatever it might look like. So those are like my big picture goals of expanding the brand into that type of those types of sectors of business. I don't want to limit myself to just apparel. Obviously I like clothing, but I just feel like there's more to stay cool and the aesthetic and the vibe and everything's very strong with the brand that I, I, I do feel like it could be placed on more than just a hoodie or a jacket. You know, I don't want to limit myself. So those are like my big picture goals of where I want to take the brand in the, in the future. Speaking though of the hoodie, I got a, I got, I think this is the, uh, I got it last week, the multi one. 
the 80s that that's oh. my favorite piece of all time see actually. i really like this one i haven't taken it out of the it's also really hot in here so i won't wear it right now but so people that want to see this hold on can the camera catch yeah. it yeah they can catch it i you can feel the it is very good quality i really have to say um and it's got the whole little different colors all over um so who comes up is it you who comes up with uh most of the designs or you have a, a design aspect so of the team I come up with every single idea pretty much a to z i i conceptualize the concepts you know the conceptualize the graphics and and, and everything that's going to be on clothing and then i have a designer a graphic designer implement and create the actual graphics but from an idea creation point of view I pretty much come up with the, with the ideas and then I have our designer uh, put it on paper and, and, and kind of complete it. Obviously, they also bring ideas to the table. But for, for the most part, from a conceptualization point of view, I'm, I'm coming up with most of the ideas. And so what does that look like when you're kind of conceptualizing? Are you then like writing it down, drawing? Yeah, I kind of seek a lot of reference and inspiration, you know, and, and gather photos and, and, and pictures and, you know, specific uh, or, or around specific concepts that I could compile and then give that over to a graphic designer. So it might be something I see in the road. It might be something I see on the street or on eBay, on Depop, or just finding or surfing the web, you know, for like vintage type inspiration. I just kind of compile it and then I delegate that over in a clear manner to my designer. Um, and then she kind of helps implement it on, on, on paper. And, and then, then that's just the design process. Then it's obviously, you know, what is that design going on? Uh, is it going to be embroidered? Is it going to be printed? Is it going to be on a t-shirt? Is it going to be on a hoodie? How big is the graphic going to be? What color is the hoodie going to be? So there's so many different intricacies that people might not know of what goes into it. You know, someone just sees the final product, but as I said, you know, how big the graphic's going to be, what's the print style, who's making it, is it going to be that manufacturer, this one, this, you know, so many little nitty gritty details that go into it. What do you think is the biggest misconception about the uh, the fashion industry and, and running your own fashion brand? Um, perhaps that people think it's easier than, than it is. Obviously, a lot of people want to run a brand and, and, and run their own company in general. But there's, as I said, there's just a lot of different details that go into it from A to Z, from production to, you know, for example, now you have this hoodie how are you getting people to buy it? You have to, mm -hmm. you have to market it. You have to create content around it. You have to put it on the website. There's just a lot of different steps. If you want to do it successfully, there's just a lot of things um, to, to do, but that's just business in general. You know, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Uh, but if you're passionate about it and you're willing to put in the work, then you're just going to make it happen. So um, I don't know if that's a misconception per se, but perhaps, you know, that's just what it is. And I mean, it's got to feel good though to, you know, to, to, I mean, so you have like a little headquarter office. Yeah. So I have, we have, I have an office in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, Where at? It's in Midtown. Okay. On 30 street, kind of near like Broadway area. So I was, we were in my father's office with my team, uh, for since I graduated for like two to three years. And then earlier this year in, uh, in October, we moved into the space. So if you go on the website later, whenever, you can see what the space looks like, but in general, it's a very colorful, vibrant type of space. Um, and it really represents the brand and, and its aesthetic and its identity. Um, anyone who walks in here just feels the brand. So that I wanted that for, for the space, you know, and that's kind of how I want to build the, the future um, spaces too. Are you looking to continue to, to grow your team? 
Yeah, no, for sure. In a natural sense, yes. Uh, as I was saying earlier, I don't want to force anything. I'm not going to just hire people just to hire them to feel like I'm doing things. You know, right. some people, when they start a company, the first thing they do is hire people. Oh, let me get an employer for every little asset of the company. So I kind of take my things a little bit slower when it comes to bring new people on because you really want to have them do things that will help grow the business. I don't want to hire just to hire because at that point you're just, if, for example, if you bring someone on and you don't really need their work, then you're just at the end of the day, that, that thinking about that's taking time away from doing other things. So yes, I do want to grow the team, but I essentially growing the team is like, you know, as the company grows is, is when I'll grow the team. What kind of people do you look for or uh, maybe that you're actively looking for uh, in terms of growing the team? Yeah, I guess it depends on the specific uh, requirement, the specific position, um, you know, but generally someone who, you know, preferably has experience within the streetwear clothing type of industry. It's preferred. Obviously, if they don't, it's, it's fine, but uh, that, that would be preferred. And if they have an understanding of the types of brands or just have an understanding of what we're doing, maybe even from a social media sense or from an Instagram sense, or for example, if someone doesn't know what Instagram or TikTok is, they might not know what, where, where the brand lives. So certain kind of things like that of just having understanding of, of what's going on, I guess is important to me as well as people who are creative and who could think outside the box. But in general, it depends on the position. To wrap things up, if I tell you stay cool in 50 years, is it running the world? Yeah, stay cool in 50 years. What, what am I going to be? I'm going to be like 75 at that Damn. point. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully well-retired and just watching from a distance. Yeah, no? well-retired. You know, I'll be chilling at that point. But yeah, the, the goal is for stay cool to really be way past clothing, way past clothing. Whether it's like I, I think there's going to be like a stay cool city at that point like a real city, like there's going to be a stay cool huh, I love it. arcade and, and a cafe. It's going to be like a whole city and every house, every apartment, every little store will be under the stay cool umbrella. So like that's what I'm thinking in the, in the future, really long term is really to just build more than just a t-shirt or a hoodie. Obviously I love that, but I just want to put my mark and the brand identity on more things because I know there is potential and I know the aesthetic is very specific and I don't know if you could, but show people the office and the space just so they have an understanding of what the, the, the vibe looks like. And it's, and so first, if they want to buy things, obviously stay cool, nyc.com. Um, and then there's a bunch more info there, but, uh, but I mean, I mean, thank you for, for taking the time. It's, uh, it's pretty cool for me, honestly, to, to see, cause we, I guess in a lot of ways you have a very, we have very parallel paths, even if I'm not in the fashion industry of both growing up in Brooklyn, uh, ending up at BU through a transfer um, and grinding on our own separate things uh, at a young age. So I do really appreciate and uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, I forgot that you transferred also. So that does make us a little bit more on the same path. Uh, rooting for you as well. I appreciate your um, consistency. I think that's a good trait. And uh, honestly, if you weren't as consistent, I probably would have just like pushed it off. But I, I hope I didn't, because you always got to find the fine line of persistence and uh, pester. And I hope I hit that fine line of making sure it happened, because sometimes you got to push things so they happen. 
I wouldn't be here if it, if it was too too much of a pester. So I guess you, you did hit the fine line perfectly. And I'm gonna, I might even learn from you of how to reach out to people. Amazing. Right. Well, uh, thank you so much. And I hope that uh, people can go check all that out. And on Instagram, Instagram is uh, is what for Stay Cool? Stay Cool NYC? Yeah. Beautiful. Um, thanks, man. Thank you, brother. Have a great day.